You're listening to the Missouri Realtors Podcast with host and Missouri Realtors CEO, John Seabree. Join us as we deliver an in-depth analysis of industry news while speaking with industry experts on their successes and failures. Along the way, we'll also share strategies and practices to help you become a more successful realtor. Welcome back to the Missouri Realtors Podcast. I'm John Seabree. CEO of Missouri Realtors and your host today. With me today is Terry Moore, Executive Director of the Missouri Real Estate Commission. Welcome, Terry. Thank you, John, for um, inviting me and I'm looking forward to it. Well, we always love having you at our meetings and you are just such a pleasure to work with and, uh, and we appreciate the relationship that we have between the Missouri Real Estate Commission and the Missouri Realtors. So before we jump in, there's one thing that's very fresh in both of our minds that I thought would be a good thing to start with, and that is our dear, dear friend, Sharon Keating, who passed away very recently. Sharon, of course, has served as chair of the Missouri Real Estate Commission for the past 14 years, I believe, and of course, she's a past president of Missouri Realtors. Yes, that is correct. She actually... Um, has been a commissioner for almost 20 years, and the last 14 of those she has served as the chair of the commission. So uh, she's been an excellent chair, uh, very good with the other commissioners and keeping them on track and keeping things moving. Um, And her expertise and knowledge uh, was uh, just surpassed by um, her actual involvement in the commission itself. So She'll be greatly missed. That's true. Well, we will not soon forget Sharon Keating and the impact she has had on real estate in the state of Missouri. So, Terry, some of our members may not have met you if they haven't been to a commission meeting or a Missouri Realtors meeting where you've spoken. So um, you actually have a real estate background prior to being at the Missouri Real Estate Commission. Why don't you give our listeners just a brief intro to your background? Um, I'm originally from Farmington, Missouri. I graduated high school there. Um, My uh, BS degree is from Lincoln University uh, here in Jefferson City. My graduate degree is University of Missouri at Columbia in public administration with triple specialty. I uh, retired from the Missouri Highway Patrol after 28 and a half years. I was a senior captain when I retired. Uh, from there, I went to Missouri Department of Corrections and I was the uh, director of the Division of Adult Institutions where I had all 21 prisons at the time. Uh, had about 28,000 uh, prisoners that I was responsible for, uh, 8,500 employees uh, that worked for me. So I was there a little over two years and went to Lincoln University as an instructor then. Uh, While I was there, I got my real estate license. I was at Lincoln for about eight and a half years and then uh, came to the Real Estate Commission as the executive director of the Real Estate Commission. And um, I've been the only uh, licensed real estate person that has been the executive director for at least the prior three executive directors. So for many years, and I think that 
experience um, either in the licensing field or as a real estate agent, one of the two has been very beneficial. I can definitely see how having that practical experience would help when you're dealing with many of the issues that you have to deal with. And those issues certainly changed <laughs> in the last year, right? With COVID, you and I immediately started sort of dealing with each other in a different way because you had to change the way you were doing. It wasn't business as usual. And, you know, obviously closing down and you have a very large staff there and working remotely. And then the, the issues that you dealt with in rules changes to go from, you know, how do our local boards and educators deal with virtual and distance learning and those kinds of things. Talk to us a little bit about your COVID experience. Well, uh, you're exactly right. Uh, COVID forced us to do some things that um, we normally wouldn't have done at least so quickly. Um, and that is the virtual um, issues. Uh, one of the things that I think that is has really been positive is that um, we started working with uh, doing Zoom classes, uh, whereas before either you had an in-seat or totally online. And so um, it developed even the what's referred to as the hybrid courses uh, to where part of it may be online and part of it may be in class. Um, and I think in the future going forward, we will see more of those innovative type things um, and more computerization. Um, the professional registration is looking at a new licensing uh, program altogether so that everybody would be able to actually do their total um, application and renewal and everything totally online, uh, that it won't be touched by human hands, except at the very end, um, one of our technicians will review it to make sure everything is proper. And if everything is there, it will be approved almost immediately. Uh, so I think you'll see that in the future. And, and as I've gone around the state and done talks, I've uh, emphasized to the realtors that it's so important that if you're not on board with computerization that you get on board, because if not, you're going to be left behind. I'm not sure how a practitioner could have made it through COVID without becoming more technologically savvy, you know, given that so many things were taking place in a virtual format, even showings, as we were encouraging, of course, to limit in-person interaction. So, well, thank you for all of that. One of the things that I believe our members, especially brokers, respond to the most when you speak at our meetings are those top reasons that applications are returned. You know, it seems like so many of them make the same simple mistake or something. What are some of those that you could advise our members on today? A few of those that maybe cause you the biggest headache. Well, probably the biggest thing is all of the paperwork is not included when somebody submits the application. Um, there's either um, a page of the applications missing, uh, the signed consent form is missing, uh, the person doesn't have a receipt showing that they uh, had their fingerprints completed by 
uh, one of the highway patrol vendors, or um, they will either fail, fail to include the fees, um, like the $90 fee for a salesperson, or uh, they include a check, but they fail to actually sign the check. Uh, so it has to be rejected back to them. Um, that is on the initial application part. Um, when we look at the, on the broker's part, uh, a lot of times, um, as you know, the individual has to complete the uh, application within six months of completing the 48 hour course. And um, recently, it seems like we've been getting a lot of the applications that uh, the individual has exceeded that um, 48 hour certificate, the six months uh, requirement. And uh, sometimes they, they will fail to answer the questions, for example, like, have you ever been convicted of a felony offense and that type of stuff. Um, but the broker signs off on it and sends it to us. And then when we receive that, then the first thing we do is we will reject it back to the individual um, and also make a notification that the broker failed to do their uh, supervisory responsibility and we will notify the commission of that. And sometimes the commission will say, send them an executive director letter and kind of tell them that, okay, this is your first chance. Uh, don't let it happen again. Uh, and then other times that uh, if it's happened in the past, then the, the commission then will uh, say, okay, at this picker point, um, we want you to do a settlement agreement with, with that individual and um, our terms are X, Y, Z. Um, so, so it's not only on the person making the application, but also upon the designated broker that signs off on that uh, application. So as a designated broker, I encourage you to make sure all the paperwork's there, they've answered all the questions and you've reviewed that. Uh, we have had individuals who have actually uh, signed the application, sent it to the broker, and there's nothing on that form filled out at all. The broker just signed it. And then when they come to us and we check the criminal history, that individual has two, three, four, five felony convictions. Now, if I was a designated broker, I would want to know whether or not I'm permitting somebody to affiliate their license with my company, and that individual has been convicted of some type of felony offense. Yes. And the way for you to ensure that is that that individual fills out that um, form, the application form, and on 4-13, that's where they declare if they've had any type of felony convictions and whatever. Great. Well, one thing you said to me maybe two years ago, it was, well, right before COVID, I was in your office and we were talking about complaints and you said the largest percentage of complaints that you get are related to property management. Is that still the case? Uh, for the most part, um, and our um, examiners, when they actually do audits of brokerages, um, what we find is that we spend about 80% of our time with people who do property management and 20% of our time with those people who strictly do um, real estate sales um, and listings and whatever. Um, but as far as the, the licensing and everything, um, in reality, 
uh, only about 20% of the people actually end up doing property management, but we're spending 80% of our time with those people. Um, and one of the things that we found out is that a lot of people who get in property management did not intend to get in property management. They are real estate people who have sold investment properties to individuals. And those investors ask that individual uh, real estate salesperson that sold them the property, hey, could you manage this for me? And the individuals would think, okay, it's just one piece of property. I can handle that. Uh, and the next thing you know, the investor comes back and said, oh, I found some more property I, 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 or I need to buy more property. So now that real estate person has four, five, six, 10, 12 pieces of property to manage for that investor or investors. Um, so they were basically kind of, I guess, kind of forced into doing property management and had had no property management training whatsoever. So what we find is that their books are a mess. Uh, they don't know how to keep track of everything that's going on uh, in the property management world. Uh, and as a result, um, there is um, uh, overpayments or there are underpayments. Um, they are actually writing checks on accounts um, when the money is not in the accounts, uh, which uh, is in violation of our, one of our regulations. Um, so yeah, we spend a lot of time with property management uh, issues. That's a fascinating one to me. And the statistics there are really crazy, given that 20% of the licensees are accounting for 80% of the your time and your staff time. So um, just a couple of other things. This is all, always so fascinating. So you mentioned the Real Estate Commission, and we talked earlier. How often do they meet? The Real Estate Commission meets uh, six times a year. They eat, meet on even-numbered months, the first Wednesday of the month. So, um, so they would eat or meet uh, February, April, June, August, October, and December, okay. uh, the first Wednesday of the month here Very in good. Jefferson City. And how will you handle the passing of the chair? Um, with Sharon Keating no longer with us, what happens there? The, um, the commission elects a chair and a vice chair. In the absence of the chair, then the vice chair takes over. Um, so in the August meeting, the commission will probably elect a new chair. Uh, if the vice chair becomes a chair, then they will have to elect a vice chair as well. Um, October, we normally elect uh, the chair and vice chair for the next year. So um, I would anticipate that since we only have one more meeting after that before they have an election, that they probably will go ahead and elect whoever it is they elect at this next meeting for a chair and vice chair, that they will continue then through 2022. Well, speaking of change and new leadership. You, um, in your intro, you talked about having retired previously. Do you have some news for some of our listeners if they haven't heard it already? I don't know if it's really news or not, but uh, 
effective October 1, I retire as the executive director of the Missouri Real Estate Commission. Um, Brittany Tomlinson will be the new executive director. Uh, she is currently the executive director for uh, the Board of Cosmetology and Barbers. Uh, so she is very familiar with the licensing system um, and uh, the process of uh, applications and so forth. Um, so she will be coming over to the Real Estate Commission. Uh, there was a selection process um, that was held and there were 20 some odd, I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact number, but 20 some odd applicants that had actually applied. Uh, eight of those people were interviewed and uh, she was the one that was selected. And so she will actually begin August 1st. So she'll be with me for a, a couple months. Um, so we'll be through uh, together. We'll, we'll go through the August uh, commission meeting and then uh, she will pick up the October commission meeting on her own. Well, I know um, it's bittersweet because we've enjoyed working with you so much, but I'm certain that she will do an amazing job and hopefully you will be with her at our fall business conference in Kansas City, since it's right in between her starting and your finishing and you can introduce her to the, to the really active members of our association who will be there in Kansas City. We have plans of being there. That will actually be my last day. Oh my goodness. So yes, um, but we do have plans on being there. Great. Well, Terry, it's so good to have you with us. And um, it's just always a pleasure talking to you. And thank you to all the Missouri realtors who are listening today. And we'll see you next time. 